Welcome to Truly Fit, the online fitness marketplace connecting pros and clients through unique fitness business software. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. A little housekeeping today before we get started. Truly Fit is hopefully about five weeks away from officially launching our fitness business software platform where you, personal trainers, and people who are interested in fitness looking for personal trainers or group fitness can go on for free and you can list yourself as a fitness business professional, list your schedule, both your virtual and your on-site schedule, and we send clients to find you. And if you are a client, if you're someone who's seeking out a fitness professional, you can do the same. You can go on the site, you can pay for site credits, and then you can search for the fitness professionals and book them. So today I am going to be by myself. We do have eight to 10 great guests coming up over the course of the next two months, but I really wanted to get this one out there because I've had a lot of trainers ask me recently, and I've seen it a lot in the forums about in-home training. And I know that people have training, and I know that people have stayed, even with COVID repeals starting to kind of be thrown out and people going back into gyms and interviewing for jobs. There are a lot of people who stayed in-home training, but now they're reassessing things. If I want to continue this in-home training, how do I do it properly? Did I start this properly in the first place? Do I have the structure to move forward with this in-home training? And there are five questions inside of that, right? If you unpack that five sort of smaller micro questions that I see that are asked the most. So I'm going to go over each one of those individually. And the first one is, do I need insurance? That is an easy one. Yes, of course you need insurance. Does it matter which company you go through? I would say not really. You can Google it. Next is the one that a lot of National Academy of Sports Medicine trainers use, at least in the United States. I know it's different in Canada. Uh, but that is a an easy, cheap insurance, a li- cheap insurance, a liability insurance to have. You need insurance if you're working anywhere, but especially in your home. And that leads right to the second question, do I need an LLC? And I will tell you, yes, you do need an LLC. If Even if you have insurance, who knows what is going to happen when you get into that courtroom, I don't know past precedent in your particular state and how that's going to work out if there is some sort of litigation and either do you, right? And the legalese reading into these insurance policies is also beyond us, right? Not our scope of practice. You have to take every avenue of safety that you can for yourself and your family, both from a financial standpoint and a a long-term business standpoint. So Yes, you need an LLC because what happens is that money that's tied into your LLC will be the money that will be being pursued in in a lawsuit rather than somebody trying to uh, get your home or your house or your, your personal. So make sure you have an LLC. Not, not only does it make you seem more professional, but for, again, for, for legal reasons to circumvent having, you know, your life savings taken away on your home and your family having to deal with this, it's, it's important that you have an LLC. The third question here, uh, probably the most asked question is, what is my best avenue for getting clients? How do I get clients if I'm running a gym out of my home or some sort of you know backyard garage training? Well, you know there there is a lot of ways. So let's let's go down some of the easier ways. Number one, you can just go on Thumbtack. That is sort of a a, a pay for play here. You're you're paying for leads, and then you reach out to the client. You try to connect with them and pitch them once you get that lead. And 
voila, you you have a new client. So it's it's easy. I've gotten a lot of uh, clients through Thumb, Thumbtack when I was training heavily, and it's worth the leads, right? The leads are anywhere from it depends, but it depends, but I don't know. They're probably averaged around six or seven or eight dollars for a lead, right? So obviously one one session quickly pays that off, and then some. It's it's worth the lead, and even if you're only Let's say every three or four people you're only securing of those leads, it's still it's still worthwhile if you're going to gain a long time client. Standard social media outreach, obviously, uh, will continue to do the job, and it's a numbers game. You'll you'll eventually get at least one or two people from that, and it and it's free, so well worth it. Old clients, so if you were training in at a facility that is either shut down or is back open, but you decide not to go back there and you don't have a non-disclosure or a non-disclosure that if, I think I just said non-disclosure, I meant non-compete. If you had a non-compete with the gym that affects you from reaching back out to those people, reach out to your old clients. You'd be surprised how many of the old clients are nervous to reach out to you. They think that maybe the reason why you're not reaching out to them is because you don't want to train them anymore. And you would be more than surprised. Please, if you're looking for clients, reach out to your old clients. Free assessments or outdoor classes once a week are important. So, you know, when I first started my fitness business, I put out flyers everywhere. I know that's sort of old school. You can obviously do a social media push, but to do a free assessment and people come in, they give you, you know, not not only their time and energy and effort, which is already sort of convincing them into the fact that they might like you or think you're worthwhile, but they give you their email, they give you some information, you give them the assessment, but not not the fixes for the assessment, right? So they come in, whatever sort of assessment you want to do. I was doing golf swing specific assessments, but you can do your average, you know, corrective exercise, do some sort of, uh, you know, upper body strength assessment, whatever you want to do, get creative. Tell them where you think they're weak, where you think that they could change things, which in turn can help them get stronger or get more flexible or whatever it is that they need to do, but don't give them necessarily all the answers to do that. That is how you pitch them. Hey, I can help you do X, Y, and Z. Why don't you book a session with me? So free assessments are always a great way to get these clients or a free outdoor class, right? Run run a free outdoor class for 45 minutes to an hour on a Saturday. It's worthwhile. You'll get, you'll get a bunch of clients. And then, you know, the best way soon enough is Truly Fit. You know, once we are launched, that is the purpose of Truly Fit or one of the purposes is for you to sign up for free, have your page up there as a fitness professional, group fitness instructor, whatever you are, personal trainer, and li- you're listing your schedule up there and we drive people to, to go find you. Number four, the fourth most asked question is charging. What do I charge if I'm, if I have my, in- if I'm, if I have my in-home gym? Well, these are the same answers you're always going to hear and you've been beaten over the head with them. But the reason they're the same answers you're always going to hear is because they're true. You know, you first, you have to look in your area. The charges are area dependent. If you live in you know, downtown Los Angeles, you're going to be paying more for a personal training session than if you live in Idaho. That's 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 just part of the game here, right? The cost of living in Nowheresville, Georgia is going to be less than it is in downtown Seattle or Los Angeles or Houston. So you, you have to factor all those things in and make sure you're charging sort of commiserate with your area. Unless, of course, this leads to the second point, you know, what exactly are you giving your client? Do you think it is worth more than other trainers. Are you doing something on the back end where your client maybe you're only taking on clients, let's say, that have a lot of issues and ailments. You have to do your own research in the background and you're providing them with high 
uh, excuse me, expensive, and you believe that this is a better experience, if you can sleep at night charging them 10, 15, 20% more than the other people in your area are, and you believe you can get it, then go for it. I would never tell someone to charge less, but understand that these people are also going to be savvy and you don't want to lose them if you haven't connected with the client yet. And let's say you're on Thumbtack and they see that you're 10 or 15 or 20% more, you're going to be less likely to get these clients. Now, they, you know, the people who argue against me say, well, it doesn't matter. You don't need as many clients if you charge more. I understand that. But eventually, you're going to have to provide a high-value experience, a better experience, because these people are going to ask themselves, why am I paying $80 an hour when I can be paying 55 for the same level of experience? So also... If you've worked in a facility, at a facility in your local area beforehand, and you're working with the same clients, you're working with Susie Johnson, you used to work with Susie Johnson out of uh, Fit Club Gym, and now she wants to come to your house, typically these people understand that the gym is now, that the gym is now not getting a cut. So they might want to be charged a little bit less. Now, you don't have to do that, but I do that personally. If I was working with them and I, I tell them, hey, listen, the gym's not taking the full cut. I, I'm very upfront with my clients, so I can charge you a little bit less. And they like that, right? Sometimes that means they book an extra session that week, which in turn gets me, nets me more money in the first place. But completely up to you what you want to charge. I would just say always be somewhat area dependent or at least know what people are charging in your area. What are you giving that other potential fitness professionals are not giving does that allow you to charge a little bit more? Can you sleep at night knowing what you charge your clients? And are you charging your client, if you were working with them at a for, at another facility, the same or a little bit less? And last but not least, what's the best equipment to get? This, first and foremost, is space dependent, right? I can't tell you what equipment to get if I don't know I don't know how big your space is. Some people work out of spaces as little as, you know, a hundred square feet. Um, it's it's hard for me to tell you what equipment to get. So first understand your space. Are you indoor? Are you outdoor? Can you do both? Because I can tell you that my clients who I train in-house like both. They like to switch up sometimes. They like to go outdoors and do things. Can you quickly go indoor or outdoor? That'll change the equipment you're getting. Your training style also matters here. There are some people who aren't that creative and they have to buy more equipment because of that, because they can't get that uh, creative with equipment. Remember, if you need to stay creative, you use dots, duration, object, tempo, stability. I talk about that in another podcast. You can search for that. It's, it gives you endless ways to be creative by switching up the duration, the object, the tempo, or stability. You only need to switch up one of those variables to continue to be creative with very, very little equipment. But if you're somebody who struggles with creativity, you're going to have to buy more equipment. It's also clientele. Your clientele range from, you know, uh, an 18-year-old kid who's trying to, you know, make the swim team to a 67-year-old woman who just wants to be able to get up and down off the couch and off the ground easily so she can play with her grandchildren. You're going to need different equipment for those clientele. If your clientele are all 23-year-old athletes who are who are trying to make the soft uh, who are who are let's say uh yeah, softball players, well then you might not need a huge different range of equipment because you're working with a specific demographic. So you have to look at your demographic and it and buy that equipment that's very clientele dependent. Now, I know a lot of these answers seem like cop-outs or they're just very vague, so I'm going to get specific here. For me, it's important that I have, of course, dumbbells. I need dumbbells. Me, I have fives through fifties, a TRX, because you can do every possible thing with a TRX suspension trainer. There's not one thing you cannot do with a TRX suspension trainer. 
it is my favorite piece of equipment. And then a BOSU because BOSU because there is no level of client that doesn't need to be challenged in some way on balance and stability and proprioception. So if I can only get three different things, it would be a set of dumbbells ranging from five to fifties, at least for my clientele specifically, a TRX and a BOSU. Now, do I have a lot of other equipment? Yes, I, I train Muay Thai and kickboxing with my clients, so I have all of that equipment. I have a ton of different bands. I have uh, weighted balls, slam balls, balls uh, of all, all different sorts. I have battle ropes. I have jump ropes. I mean, I, I have a lot of different things with me because I've accrued it over the years and I have different clientele and different ranges of clientele, I should say, demographic-wise, who all need different things. So again, do I need insurance? Yes, you do need insurance. Should you start an LLC? Yes, you should start an LLC. It's not that expensive to do it. You can do it through LegalZoom for like, I don't know, 90 bucks or something. Uh, the best way to get clients there's a bunch of different avenues. Thumbtack might be Thumbtack might be the e easiest avenue right now. Truly Fit will certainly be the easiest avenue once we are launched. Contact old clients, run free assessments, outdoor classes, uh, standard social media outreach is always fine. Uh, charging, what exactly do I charge? It depends upon your area. Uh, what exactly are you working with? As far as what are you giving to your client? How long are these sessions? Are you putting more energy and effort on the front end and the back end? Do you have higher level of equipment than other trainers? You could all factor that in when you're charging more, but it's really area dependent. Should be the the number one thing you're looking at here. And can you sleep at night? Obviously, do you know? Do you feel like you're charging the appropriate amount for your client? And uh, lastly, what's the best equipment to get? It's space dependent. Obviously, if you're training indoor rather than outdoor or collectively collectively both, you can get different uh, equipment. It's training style dependent. If you're very creative, you don't need as much. If you're not as creative, you're going to have to buy more equipment. Clientele dependent. Understand if if you want to stay cheap, if you only want to buy a few things, things you might have to narrow your clientele down. You might have to work in, in reverse. Be like, I only have, let's say, you know, $700 to spend on equipment and I can't get that many different things. Well, then you might not be able to work with all different demographics if you're not an experienced trainer and know how to use all this equipment for different ages and different issues that your clients may have. You might have to say, okay, I'm only going to work with young clients because I could easily do you know, burpees and body weight exercises and jumping and plyometrics with people under the age of 40, but I can't do that with a 65 year old. Um, again, my, my picks are always the TRX suspension trainer, dumbbells and a BOSU. You can't, you can't beat that for the money, right? You can get a TRX suspension trainer now for like 150 bucks, I think. Right. And then maybe 190. No, I think it's 150. And then, you know, dumbbells are, uh, they're a little bit more expensive than they used to be. They're closer to $2 a pound now with the COVID pandemic hitting and, and people scooping them up quickly. And, uh, you know, BOSU, again, a little a little expensive, 150 bucks, but really you can get all of dollars um, and, and set yourself up with some good pieces of equipment and then start buying the cheap stuff, right? Get get a few bands and also be ready to add to your, your pile of toys here and there. You're going to have to make sure you're reinvesting in your business like any other business and keep things creative. Your clients don't want you to be using the same equipment for, for for three months, right? Every once in a while, you have to spice it up and, and bring a new piece of equipment in there. Uh, one of the pieces of equipment that I've been using lately with my clients is the agility ladder. They're super cheap, $12 on Amazon. You can do a lot with the agility ladder in any age. It doesn't matter, right? It's more of a coordination and balance thing with somebody who's a, a, of a certain age, over 50, let's say, and you can use it as more of a dynamic sort of plyometric agility uh, when you when you have younger clients, but it, but it works both ways. You can use it if if you're creative enough. So, 
Uh, I hope that helps for people who are looking at in-home training. If there's any other questions, please send them directly to social at trulyfit.app. Again, again, a host of great pods coming soon. Everything from Keto 101. We're going to have on somebody who's a a boxing-specific trainer and analyst, someone who's Brazilian jiu-jitsu-specific trainer and analyst. Those are really fun sort of MMA conversations, but really they're going to be centered around fitness and people who are interested in using it for themselves or uh, for their clients. We're going to have someone um, talking about uh, focus and, and how you really stay focused and hone in on your business and a host of other fantastic podcasts. I, I can't I can't even remember them all because honestly, there's like a dozen people who have just reached out uh, to me to, to hop on the podcast now that we've been ranking, I think, in the in the top 50 for our genre here in fitness. So thanks for listening to the Truly Fit podcast. Send any messages, questions, or concerns to social at trulyfit.app. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.